Every Thursday, we chat to a beautifulnews.com story, a a story that's going to make us feel good about the world, especially now, 2021, 2020, same, same. And I think we need to be motivated um, to do more and do better and shoot for the stars. (laughs) That is my dad joke for the morning. Um, But today, I have someone on a Zoom with me. Her name is Brittany Bull. And... She is incredible. I, I don't even know where to start. Super smart, super cool, and definitely the future. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you so much, Danny. Um, it's amazing to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. I am just going to say straight up, I dropped maths the first chance I could um, and failed it until I could drop it along with science. So I remember things like the table of elements, but I don't know anything else. Now, you have taken your maths and your science and you have created something absolutely incredible but first before we get into what you've done tell me have you always been into it has it always been something that you've you've been into yes it's it's been something that I've enjoyed I won't say that necessarily that I've been the biggest like maths and physics buff but I've definitely been good at the subject and my um sort of motivating factors weren't necessarily maths itself in the beginning but actually like stargazing and stuff like that because it's something I used to do with my dad when I was little so that is a lot of my um motivating factor Brittany okay so like this is something that I've always wanted to ask someone a lot of really cool physicists like the the ones in the well I think a lot of them but definitely the ones in the public eye they always bring it back to stars and looking at the night sky how is something like physics because obviously I never did that how is something like physics which sounds all science and maths and x's and y's and numbers connected to something as beautiful as and natural as the night sky so I think that um, my current education gives me a unique perspective on this. You, we, as kids and as normal people, we look up at the night sky and we can't necessarily describe it. And we just like look at it awestruck and we just take it in for its natural beauty. Hmm. But then physics and maths allows us to kind of explain these concepts that we just look at in an abstract manner and just kind of adore from far away, physics kind of helps us explain it. And astrophysics helps us explain it. And mm-hmm. math gives it meaning, I guess, more than the stories connected to the stars that we tell ourselves in like a cultural or society perspective. I kind of wish I could speak the language that you understand and speak because I feel like, yeah, exactly what you said is so true, but also there's that that whole sacred geometry thing where everything is connected and there's an equation and, and a thing for everything. And I think if you understand the world at that base level, because that is exactly it, it's like a 
base level understanding. I think you look at the world so differently and I think it's better. I don't know. I think it's better. It's a different view, but it's also not because you still don't lose the wonder that you initially have as a child. I, I can speak from my perspective that looking at the stars as a kid, you have this sort of like, I don't know, this like wonder and dream because you you don't necessarily know what it is. You see this like sparkly stuff in the sky and it's not necessarily (laughs) attainable and we have these dreams and stuff like that. But when you understand it a little more on a basic level, I guess, from a physics perspective, not to say that astrophysicists or um, physicists today understand it in its entirety, but we do have a better understanding than we did. I love this. A couple hundred years ago, and you start to see the connections in things that are tangible and things that we can touch, like closer to home, I guess. So... I, I want to read this this part of the beautiful news um, article because this this part was really it is the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. So the beautiful news article I'm going to share it as well on jackrandfm.com. It's titled "The Future Is Female." Even in space, uh, Britney Bull squad may look like any other high school girl gang, but they're much more than that. These teenagers are part of the team behind the launch of South Africa's first privately owned satellite to make it into space using information collected from the device that can contribute to better predictions and preparations for changing weather patterns together these girls are leading away for future young south africans to consider the possibilities of space exploration now Brittany, i've got to ask you where are you from i'm from um the cape flats in cape town south africa that's where i'm from from there to space, essentially, is is your trajectory, girl. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not the traditional path, and it's not one that I expected to be on. And it's it's amazing when I think about it, and when people mention it, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> Before we get into the satellites, I just want to ask you. Has physics, um, has this this life choice, has this path, has it changed your life? Because I feel like it might have. Um, yes, it's definitely changed my life. I mean, choosing to not um, follow the beaten path of people from my community and do a STEM degree that was more um, acceptable and more attainable, like say, Um, medicine or nursing because that was the options that I had as a 15 year old that I could see role models in before I joined the X in a Box STEM program. Um, It definitely changed my life because I found myself studying space systems engineering at one of the best um, (laughs) space systems engineering institutes in the world. So I was the first um, African student to join the Moorhead State University Space Systems Engineering Program as an undergrad when I started in August 2019. And that was definitely not um, where I expected to be. And that was definitely not part of the plan. So yes, um, it has 
sort of change the trajectory of my life. Are you planning on doing Mars One? Are you, were you planning on doing it or something like that, like going, leaving? Oh, so Mars One started uh, way before I was even in high school. Um, Dr. Adriana Marie, one of my mentors, actually joined Mars One and um, is doing amazing things outside of that with her research, with that project. And I've been exposed to a bit of the um, sort of goals and dreams and how they do things. And yes, Mars One is amazing, but me personally, I, I don't have the sort of guts and bravery to get on the spaceship, but I will definitely be the one in the control room pressing the button to lift off those brave astronauts <laughs> and engineers to um, explore the greater unknown. I am living for this. Okay, tell me about X in a Box. Tell me about this satellite that you were a pivotal part of. Tell me what it does. How did you get into it? Tell me the whole, I want the whole story. Okay, awesome. So X in a Box is um, a space tech organization that does modular electronics and they have a STEM outreach program that they run sort of um, every year with um, underprivileged students and other um, organizations that want to take space and STEM and technology um, education to students at high school and primary school level. And um, the satellite that you mentioned was a satellite that my graduating class in the program got to design for um, our final project. And um, it was supposed to be Africa's first privately owned PICO satellite for launch. And um, we basically had one unit so that in um, satellite speak is 10 by 10 by 10 centimeters of a satellite. And I know it seems little, but uh, surprisingly not, that's the norm for satellites for the past, say, 15 years. It's been the norm because um, at the university I went to, um, Bob Twiggs, uh, designed that format of satellite so it went from being large sort of things that were similar in size to a double door fridge to (laughs) something as small as like a little cube that you can hold in your hand and that satellite um the x in a box team told us that look um you have the space to work with and we will guide you. And there was a whole lot of other um, engineering students and engineering grads who got to mentor us and let us really bring our visions to light because we had full um, reign on what the satellite could do. Um, Mm. And we got to decide. So basically we chose something that was close to home for all of us and that had meaning and that um, we felt was very sort of important for um, the African continent. One of our greatest exports is our agriculture. And also, besides that, we want to do more conservation and keep the major flora and fauna um, alive on this continent. So we thought we have this opportunity to use space to do that. Mm. And since then, there's been a lot of other people who use space as 
a tool for the specific purpose and it's definitely going to change the industry in that respect and I think it is the future for conservation and agriculture on this continent and the world as a whole. So you kick-started this. <laughs> this is amazing. We did, I, I can't take the credit and say we kick-started it, but we were definitely one of the first um, ideas in that um, specific sphere. Okay, so you've done all these great things. You're still young. Where to from here? What next? So um, I've actually made a bit of a pivot in my career. As I said, that I was doing uh, undergraduate degree in space systems engineering at Mohit State University in the United States. Um, I've actually taken a bit of a pivot and decided to come back home and do a more generalized undergraduate degree in STEM so that I can go back and specialize in masters because ideally I would like to continue in the same line of work as what we started with that initial project. So um, I see myself doing something with space and conservation in the years to come. <laughs> I think I think as soon as you've opened that door and as soon as you start understanding the world in numbers, I definitely think it becomes vitally important for you to save it. Um, I've spoken to a lot of a lot of people who are very mathematically and phys physis physicistly, I don't know, uh, minded. <laughs> and um it it seems to definitely be a resounding message from everyone from Dr. Adriana Murray to, to you. Like, you guys all want to save the planet we're currently on. Yeah, because um, Earth is home and we see that there is a chance to save it. So why not do that if we have the solutions and if we are capable of finding the solutions? Um, things like Mars One and all of Dr. Adriano Marie's projects are really um, a beacon of hope in terms of how we can use space and applications made for space on Earth mm. for bettering our environment, conserving our environment and making the world a better place because at the end of the day, no planet's going to be home like Earth is home. At least in the near um, space that we can see. Yeah. And, and also, I think, I think you guys might get it right. I think your generation, I think with the knowledge that you have, I, I feel like you might get us to listen to you. And I think you might get it right. Okay. So you're in South Africa for, the, for a little while still, and then back to the US to study. Brittany, um, what is the one thing that we as normal, not physicist human beings should change about the way we look at our world? Oh, that's a, that's a really tough question, eh? Because there's so many things to choose from. Is there a small thing that we can do ourselves to, to look at our world in a way that we'd like to rather save it as opposed to throw the rubbish I down or something? I think the most important thing that I've noticed and that I would say is important is not necessarily making a big change for action, but something that will inspire action regardless to, to kind of remember as a child how we looked at the world with that like childhood wonder 
and mm-hmm. remember how beautiful it really is in its essence and when we as humans remember that innately we'll just want to protect it so i guess that that i would say is is the most important thing just remembering that this is home and that it is a beautiful and unique home and last question for a mom and a dad listening or for maybe a young young girl young boy listening now that kind of likes math science but sees these instagram models and influences and no disrespect but people people that are famous um as opposed to people that have studied and worked hard you know i mean um there are not a lot of physicists that are on Instagram, if you know what I'm saying. Why would you suggest that they rather continue with their maths and their science and their physics as opposed to taking selfies and trying to make it into the influence world? Um, I would say is that you don't necessarily have to completely leave social media. I mean, we are human. And um, as like Generation Z and Generation Alpha, it's sort of one of our generational um, personality traits to love social media and to want to take a selfie. And I'll say, do that, enjoy those moments, keep those memories, but also remember that um, your passion and what you love is math and science and that just because the norm right now and the popular thing is to be an influencer doesn't mean that you can't pursue that which is your actual passion and um, that you can marry the two because there are no um, limitations on who and what you can be so my advice would be remember what your passion is and follow that and everything will fall into place when you do. And someone needs to be our very cool influencer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, we, we definitely need more um, STEM influencers. And I feel like, especially in South Africa, um, they, the, the STEM influencers that we do have definitely need more recognition for their work. For sure. Brittany, thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, You've definitely, I might go outside a little bit later on and just look up at the sky and just, and look at it a little bit differently because I think even this short conversation, you, you've definitely given me something to think about. So thank you. I'm glad. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I, I really enjoyed speaking to you this morning.